This is the song Kalevala Salmon Dance by Ruth McKenzie. Now, you probably hear some drums in the background there. It, you went in for a treat. This was Mark Anderson, a Twin Cities-based percussionist on those drums. For the past 30 years, he's traveled the world learning and performing musical instruments of many different cultures. And along the way, he became an ordained Zen Buddhist priest. Mark is on the line to talk about the intersections of his Zen Buddhist faith and being a professional percussionist. It's a treat having you here, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. Um, you know, your your professional music career uh, got started uh, many decades ago. Um, you took off when you collaborated with Steve Tibbetts back in 1977. Describe your life back then. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember what my life was like <laughs> back then. Um, well, I know that I was, my son was born in 1978 and my daughter was born in 1972. So I know that I was raising one child and about to have another one. And uh, we had, you know, fairly recently moved to the Twin Cities. I, I uh, started, started things off in Austin, Minnesota. And um, so I was just trying to, uh, I was just tr trying to learn how to play, really. Like I was just, I would play with anybody, <laughs> basically. And fortunately, I was lucky enough to find somebody like, Steve, or he found me actually, but uh, fortunate enough to hook up with somebody like Steve Tibbetts, which really changed lots of things for me. So you started practicing Zen Buddhism in the early '80s, is that right? What drew you, what drew you to Buddhism initially? Um, well, I originally was drawn to meditation because I was had we started having trouble in, in our marriage, Roberta and I, and uh, I went and saw a therapist and he was kind of a snarky guy and I didn't like him at all, but, um, somehow it sort of, <laughs> it, it, it induced an insight. I walked out of his office and thought, well, I'm never going to see him again. And then I, I had this really basically an insight that like, there was something about the suffering I was going through that was just fundamentally human and that it actually wasn't likely anybody like him could help me with that and that I was going to need something else. And meditation, I had read a couple of books on meditation already, but I just thought I need to learn how to meditate. And I went home, opened the yellow pages and found the Transcendental Meditation Society, first thing to come up. And I called him and I learned, Roberta and I both actually learned the technique for TM and I did that for a couple of years. And then I just needed more of a community uh, thing with that that seemed available with TM. So, and then I went to Minnesota Zen Center and I walked in the door and the vibe of the thing, the smell of the incense and the Japanese decor. And it was like, I found my home. Like I knew right away, actually. Wow. And, and as a percussionist too, I have, I have friends who were also percussionists uh, to this end, there's uh, some of my friends feel like there's a spirituality with the drum. Like each drum has its own unique voice and vibration, and it kind of connects us to the truth of, of the spirit that runs through everything. That's according to some of my friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've experienced that as a percussionist and then how that dovetails with Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I basically think all art practices are essentially spiritual practices. Um, and music seems to have a particularly kind of magical feeling to it. And then and, and people do seem to 
um, relate to drumming particularly, maybe because of its kind of deep visceral thing, but I actually feel that way about all music. And um, I'm, I know people will, you know, people have the impression that like, Buddhism or Zen or something is about being quiet and then mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm this noisy drummer guy over here and so they wonder what the relationship is. But if in my, you know, in my experience, the way I see it now, like I understood music as basically a spiritual practice pretty early. And then now, you know, many decades with both practices, the, the trajectory is actually quite similar. So the early early part of learning music, basically you're doing what people think of in the meditation world as mindfulness practices. So you're just trying to learn how to focus long enough to, you know, be able to play a scale and then be able to play through all the way through a song. And then eventually, so that's what you do kind of preliminary practices in, in contemplative uh, traditions. And then you need to be able to open the lens up wider in both cases. So in music, you got you have to be able to open the lens enough so that you could hear somebody else and still play your part. And then, so that uh, that project, that trajectory continues until you get to these kind of higher levels in either one of them, whether it's you know meditation or music where what you're really trying to do, and the same thing is true actually in sports, you can see it in, in sports, what you're really trying to do once you've, um, you've taken on the muscle memory and you know, you, know, you know the tunes and all of that stuff, like you've done your homework, then mm -hmm. what you're really trying to do is get out of your way, out of your own way. You want the self to kind of, the constantly chattering mind, like what you really get good at is letting go of that and just being inside the activity, which is 100% what meditation is about, and it's what really great musicians aspire to. How do you help people who are just starting down the road of meditation? Maybe they are interested in Zen Buddhism. Um, how do you help them get out of their own way and, and become a part of the flow? Well, it's for me, it's changed quite a bit in the last couple of years. So my, um, so my my tradition is Zen Buddhism, Japanese Soto uh, Zen. And the long tradition of the, the path in doing that typically is that you learn kind of basic mindfulness practices. But, you know, those all of these things are originally kind of come out of monastic traditions. So, um, so I did that for years and then I, that was the way we did it. And I did, you know, dozens of arduous retreats and we've read a thousand books on Buddhism and been around teachers and just, you know, immersed myself in it. And one of the things that I started to think along the way is like, well, almost nobody's going to do this. Like very few people have the time or they don't, just can't get interested enough for one reason or another to go through this. And I just kept thinking there, there must be another way. Like these teachings, they're not Buddhist teachings, really. They're just human teachings because you find versions of the same teachings everywhere, like literally everywhere. All of the religious traditions, all the indigenous cultures, you've, you find similar teachings. So I just kept thinking how how could you do this? And actually started a nonprofit to try to figure that out. Like, how could I do this outside the confines of the tradition? And then I bumped into some teachers and there's kind of a growing movement really of people that are teaching 
meditation, but there, it's called direct path teaching or non-dual understanding, where you you can actually teach, you can actually point somebody in, into having the experience, kind of a non-dual experience, which means, you know, a unified world, like a, rather mm-hmm. than the separation between subject-object, like you feel this union, which, again, like all traditions are kind of pointing at that thing. That's actually happening to everybody all the time. And you, all you have to do is just point out how people can notice it, and then, then they have to work with it. Like, you know, if you really want to experience that and start living from that, then you got to, you know, you have to figure out how to integrate it, and that takes a long time. But rather than do this kind of long progressive path, I've switched, and now I have a bunch of different ways that I can talk about it and point people directly to it. And that seems to be way more effective. Say, I've got, I wish I had more time with you here. Uh, I need to ask about your performing uh, career, your, your performing life. Are you going to be anywhere out in the next few weeks if folks want to come see you? Uh, we're, well, we're a little late because I did two really great performances this past oh. weekend. I, um, so I don't, have, I don't have anything coming up other than I've been doing a lot of sound baths which are kind of a combination of music and, you know, I got gongs and singing bowls and handpans, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I'm doing a sound bath tomorrow night at McAllister, at uh, Warehouse Chapel at McAllister College, and it's open to anybody. All right. Seven, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, I got it. Or we'll write that down. It was really a pleasure, Mark. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Mark Anderson is a Twin Cities-based musician and Zen Buddhist priest.